Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges, or T-O-Triple-T-B. My name is Greg Dykes, and I will be your Dungeon Master for this evening. Tonight, our team, having witnessed a strange vision in the Temple of Severas depicting an ancient city, have aroused and awoken from their reverie to find Grandfather Zatembe shaking and having some sort of fit in his chair. What will they do? How will they help the grandfather? And what is affecting the old man? Find out more about our podcasts and all of our releases. You can find us all over the social medias at T-O-Triple-T-B Podcast. That's T-O-T-T-T-B Podcast. But I now invite you to join us for adventure. Percival Silverlight. We seem to have come full circle. Having met with Grandfather Zatembe at the start of our adventure to ask him about the death curse, we have been invited to attend a ritual scrying ceremony at the Temple of Savras to find it. In our shared vision, we saw the jungles of Chult surrounding a ruined city. Volcanic smoke filled the air and serpents populated its broken and flooded streets. We saw a group of humanoids with a yellow banner stood at the gates of the city and finally, and most horribly, we saw the burning red eyes of a being that will haunt us all. When we awoke from the vision, Grandfather Zatembe was having a seizure. Adventure. All of you are suddenly shaken from your reverie and all you can see in your eyes as you blink as these burning red eyes full of hatred. And on the chair, Zatembe is mumbling, is crying out is shaking. He's clearly having some sort of fit. Mm. Um, How do you react? Silicrease, help him! Uh, And shouts to the others to to point Uh, pointing towards Grandfather. Hey, quick, Zibby. Um, uh, Let's let's go and actually help help the man. Silicree runs over to Grandfather Stembe and holds his hand and calls again for somebody to help him. Does it sound like a language? Yeah. Do we we recognise the language? No. It just sounds like syllables. Uh, So Zibi's going to run over and... um, I I, I suppose I can't crouch. I'd have to actually stand over him, wouldn't I? Uh, Yes. uh, Put my hands hands either, either side of his head. Gently 
hold his head to stop him from thrashing and hurting himself. Um, and so, Grandfather, Grandfather, can you hear me? It's okay. Wherever you are, you're safe. And he, uh, sorry, are you casting a spell here, or are you just you're you're just you're just trying to calm no, him? No, no, just talking to it, just talking to him at the moment. Just start start with calming, and then then go into spell mm-hmm. casting. Uh, he doesn't appear to react to that. He doesn't seem to recognize you are there. He doesn't seem to be aware of his surroundings. So he is sort of, his arms are jittering. He's, one of his, one of his hands reaches out and slaps at you, but it's not as if he, you know, was aiming for you. It's just where his hand happened to go. Yeah, it's just like a weak sort of, uh, sort of. Yeah. yeah. And he's, and yeah, yeah, he's still having this sort of like his jaws are moving. But there's just no semblance of a language or any kind of like understanding right. that comes from it. It's just gibberish. It is just gibberish. Okay. Siliqui shouts to the others that are in the room, um, that are all sat around as well. And she says, "Has this happened before? Is this normal?" The acolytes around you are similarly—they're worried. They are shaken, and the only one that seems to be able to pull themselves together, the one that told you to uh, pinch your nose, Zibi, just says, "Just like no, no, this is, this is highly unusual." Gr- grandfather, grandfather. Zibi, uh, help him. Uh, so Percival like just gets out um, uh, his snuff pot and just has a bit of snuff and walks <laughs> over to Z- Zikembe. Uh, he's like, right, okay, I'm pretty sure I knew how to deal with things like this before. And he uh, he just kind of uh, get on with grabs uh, Zikembe's uh, face and he just starts looking in his eyes just to see if they're kind of like really wide or, or like he looks like he's totally out of it or anything like that. You know, just to just to kind of medically make sure he's okay. Uh, do you want to give me a medicine check? Yeah, sure. <laughs> With my big fat zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, don't count them till the dice rolls. Because I'm the guy God, to do this. Me too. Seven. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> he knows what's going on. In, in your in you your, accidentally your, kill him. Yeah, in, uh. <laughs> in your in your medical opinion, um, he's having a fit. <laughs> okay. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, beyond that, I, yeah, that, that's not really a good enough role to determine much more. He's just, just yeah. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> well, he's beyond me. I'm not sure I have anything that can actually do anything mm-hmm. for... Because Lesser Restoration is only for sort of blindness and things like that. Siddiqui shouts to the rest of them as well. Can anybody else here heal or know what's going on? We have the infirmary downstairs. We can take him down there if we're careful, but we have to try and try and stop him from, from doing a harm to himself. Well, if we if we wait with him, if you go and get somebody and bring him up here. Okay, yeah, uh, Bartholomew, you you Run. go, and one Run. of the one of the accolades uh, heads off. Go faster! Run! <laughs> he is running, damn it! Okay. <laughs> Look where you're walking. Don't fall over. Run. <laughs> Um, what about a healing potion? I don't think. Or that not really do much. Well, so have I, I I've do. got a healing potion as well, but I don't know. I don't think that's going to be. I think I've got one as well. Much use, to be honest with you. I've got one. I'm going to try it. It's not going to do any worse, is it? While we're waiting for Bartholomew. True. Right. Siliqui leans forward and gets her um, healing potion out of her bag. Mm-hmm. Although it's going to be really hard to get it if he's mumbling and thrashing and whatever. It's going to be hard to get it down his throat. Let, let me. Let, you let two hold his head. Uh, hold let his head. Let me try and cast the um, cure wounds first, because that's going to be less okay. disruptive to him. Although casting casting okay. spells mm-hmm. in somebody else's in somebody else's house is probably <laughs> 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 that's probably 
There's I probably there's probably some like etiquette rules against that. There's pro- there probably are Needs some must. etiquette rules, but yeah. um, yes. can Siliqui straddle him? I know it sounds odd, but can Siliqui straddle him on his chair to hold his arms down to stop him <laughs> fitting so much? Uh, yes, you can. Yeah, you can. You can give yeah. that a go while he uh, while he's yeah. casting cure wounds. So you you cast cure wounds on uh, him. Yes. Now yeah. is not the time. Okay, so uh, give me give me a rundown, Siddy. What does what does cure wounds look like for you? Uh, well, normally when he's casting it on Arla, it's like you stop lollygagging, get up, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they feel a little bit better and look a bit sheepish. Um, but uh, no, but uh, what Zibby's going to do uh, for this one is like is he's going to continue holding him gently to stop him from sort of thrashing around too much. And so he's going to look up and say. Listen, big man, I know I'm not in your house, I'm in somebody else's house, but this chap could really use your help. Okay. Focus all of my energies into sort of calming him and uh, trying to reverse what uh, is attacking him, I suppose, in a way. (laughs) Okay. As if on cue... As you say this and you go to cast your spells, the heavens are suddenly rent by a fork of lightning that doesn't Ooh. doesn't strike down, but it lances across the sky. The entire the entire area is lit up by this flash of lightning, courtesy of the uh, natural twenty I just rolled there to determine if anything cool happened. Um, <laughs> awesome. Ooh. Soliloquy. <laughs> uh, and as this flash comes up and goes, those of you that are there can see this light shine from Zibby's eyes that doesn't appear to actually be a reflection of the light. It actually seems to be emanating from him. That's cool. Mm, very cool. Zibby yeah, think, think Thor um, from from Marvel. <laughs> Your eyes are on fire, Zibby. <laughs> I'm not listening. And Zatembe, <laughs> Zatembe sort of buckles in that he sort of he throws his chest up for a second. And then just flops back down and just breathes and starts to just calm. And it's almost like in a few seconds he could be, he could just be asleep. Grandfather. Grandfather, can you hear me? Can you check his pulse? Uh, yeah, I've, I'd, I'd check his pulse with his, uh, with his, uh, actually no, I've got my hands at his, ne- uh, at his head, so I'm just going to move my hands down and sort of check the pulse behind the jaw. Yep. There is a pulse beating there. And after a few seconds oh. of sort of maybe quietly saying to Grandfather, sort of calling to him, his eyes flicker. And his head turns. He looks up and he's looking up into the sky. And he says something. He says it in a language that only two of you understand. Mm. Please let it be dwarvish. Two is that? If it's two of us, it is not, because I'm the only person who speaks Dwarvish. I, I speak Common. I speak Charlton. I'm assuming it's me. I speak Percival. Elvish, and I speak oh. Druidic, and I speak Goblin. What do you speak, Percival? Uh, Elvish and Draconic. Well, me... And, and Common. Oh. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, but... And Bullshit. I speak Common, Elvish, and Sylvan... Um, so that's three of us Quite that speak Elvish. And An excellent language to do. <laughs> yeah. Elvish. So three, three of us speak Elvish. Um, what ones do you is speak? It, is it common, but in a Glaswegian accent? <laughs> in that case, only, <laughs> only Zippy understands. <laughs> I could say, yeah. Uh, only one of us has a clue. And once he's said it, 
his eyes close and he just falls back to sleep I just try and make him as comfortable as possible yeah I'm going to take my cloak which although I'm not wearing it I've got it sort of rolled up and sort of strapped across my back and I'm going to lay that over him Siliqui at this point goes I, I will move then and, and climbs back off him well yeah yeah so I cover <laughs> I, yeah, I, I cover <laughs> yeah. and Siliqui yeah. with a cloak I didn't realise you climbed onto him yeah, she was sat over him, straddling him, holding his wrists and stopping him fist, stopping him thrashing too much. She's been sat there behind Zibby while he's been touching his face. <laughs> After a couple of minutes, the acolytes return, and oh, well, in fact, the ones that were still there uh, wait for the acolytes to return. The sort of the <clears throat> the uh, I don't know what you would call it, the the medic of the of the of the temple uh, nurse doctor i don't uh-huh. know um the madam pomfrey of uh, of uh, the temple of yeah. just a dinner lady that's pulling a double shift yeah yeah um, <laughs> she's still got a tabard on yeah she comes up and she has a uh, grandfather's tembe born away down to his rooms to rest um and you are told that you should be okay zibby you are you are looked to with thanks um for having stabilized him but that for now he needs to rest and will need to recuperate from whatever happened just there but they say sort of whatever it is you were searching for it's uh it's well guarded uh, it sounds like it can Siliqui ask the red eyes yes um you know um when they were on their way to Camp Vengeance and Siliqui yeah. saw a figure it was like on, on some hill thing on the way that had glowing red eyes I know the one yep yep are the eyes the same did, did he look the same is it different? I would like you to roll kind of a history check to see if you do recognise the two eyes. But what you will remember is that the one feature, those eyes were white. They weren't red. Are they not red? I'm sure. Oh. I they weren't they were red, red specifically. No, the robes were red. The oh, robes were red, red yes. Robe. So I think that's, I think that's where so, the confusion lies. But you can roll to see if they if they build a resemblance at all. And what did you get for... Uh, Five altogether. It was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> So that'll be that'll be a that'll be a yeah. new no you you Wait, you just I, you're not into, you're not even sure. No, I don't remember. Are they actually eyes? <laughs> <laughs> did I have um? Oh, no, oh don't worry, carry on. Yeah, you're 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 in a bit of confusion, but you don't you don't think they bore any resemblance. Um, Rana, Rana will say the words that Zetembe said during his episode because um, he said some words in Charlton um, and Rana understood them uh, oh. Rana says he said it is really here here beneath but that was all he said he did not say what but perhaps it is what we seek the soulmonger yes I think we've had confirmation chaps Perhaps. I mean, um, that was a really weird vision. I, I still feel weird. Um, there's a lot to discuss of what, what, we, what I saw and what um, I'm assuming you all saw. Maybe he, he means it's here in Chult as opposed to here, you know, it, it, at this temple. It didn't look like the temple. And Percival uh, pull, pulls out a cigar and I bites the end off of it and spits it on the floor. Percival, and, uh, pick it up. Don't leave your rubbish behind. Pick that it's, up. It's fine. They have people it's to pick up place. things. It's a holy place. Pick it up, Percival. They have holy Stop people it. to pick these things Percival. up. Percival, Stop it. Pick it up. You're embarrassing Percival us. Making a mess. He bends down and picks it up. That's better. 
puts the uh, <laughs> puts the cigar in his mouth and lights it and kind of wanders over to the side of um, so he, you can uh, see over um, mm-hmm. the 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 kind of there's no banister is there it's just kind of a drop down isn't there it yeah there's so there is a sort of like little uh chain not a chain link fence but like a uh, there's a little sort of chain with some uh with some staves that uh that makes a kind of banister that you could grab onto um but it's not it's not very strong it's a decorative banister as opposed to a useful no i, I yeah. wasn't <laughs> intending to do anything with it i was, I was, I was gonna say, say please yeah, please yeah. don't just throw yourself off the side <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm done. Yep. I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I'm done. Um, you only want to ring a feather for him. <laughs> yeah, it'd be amazing. Um, so I think uh, I think that this is pretty clear cut, everybody. It looks like the death curse is definitely in Chult. It looked like Chult to me. There were jungles, there were snakes, and there were some plumes of smoke that I was assuming was some form of volcano what do you think Rana leans forward and says in the vision where did you look Rana says did we all see the same thing or was the vision personal to each of us grandfather Zatembe has been taken away now to his medical bay um, do you think it's worth us going somewhere to sit down um, and, and talk about what we saw and, and I could really use a drink Rana perks up at that yeah, should we um, should we go find somewhere to sit down and talk? I'm assuming there'll be like a bar nearby or something. Yeah, which is quite late as well, isn't it? There's a cafe the, terrace out the back of the temple. The ceremony is <laughs> in the evening as well, wasn't it? Uh, so Indeed. it is. Yes, it is getting to evening. Um, Percival, when you went over to the edge, to sort of, I assume you were looking down from the platform. Yes. Yeah. 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 In that kind of contemplative way. Yeah. You would also have noticed as you were looking down that activity has definitely got a kind of winding down kind of feel to it the acolytes are you know sort of still you know they're, they're milling about um some are sort of uh, clearly you know whispering a few are looking up towards the platform maybe you think you know some of the word of what's happened this evening with grandfather's tembe might be starting to spread but for those that aren't they do seem to be sort of like cleaning up a bit they're putting out candles the temple is starting to sort of uh, not exactly close because i think you would know from before probably having asked gary at some point the temple doesn't exactly close it's kind of it's still open through the night but it's like on a very low staff skeleton crew yeah, yeah. skeleton crew kind of night shift mm. but not literal skeleton crew yeah yeah not literal skeleton crew yeah <laughs> yeah they don't yeah it's you know it's a it's a place it's a place of learning but it's also a place of divining and they have this available whenever people need it um, you know the person who told us to hold our nose and said that they haven't seen anything like this happen before? Mm-hmm. Are they still around? They have gone they with the other acolytes bearing Zetembe uh, okay. down to the infirmary. If you wanted, you could probably go, because you guys know where the infirmary is, um, because uh, We've visited Zibby, it before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Zibby's visited it on your first uh, instance in the temple. Well, yeah. So if you wanted to grab them, you could head down and go find them. If we go and find somewhere to sit down and have a drink, but on the way, if we go past the infirmary, I would like to um, ask them if they can let us know as soon as he, he's awake and stable properly, because I would like to speak to him. Um, so if, if we can uh, go via the uh, infirmary on the way out, would that be okay with you guys? Uh, yes. Yeah, we should check if he's okay. Of course. Um, I, I want them to um, be able to you know, send, send message to us or update us to make sure his um, grandfather's okay. Rana, Rana motions to the various 
acolytes and things that are still left in the room. So again, you're still on the platform at the minute. I don't think you've gone down. At least I hadn't heard you say that you guys were going down. So there's nobody actually with you up on the platform at the no. minute. I, I have a question about the platform. Uh, yes. Which falls into two parts. How high off the ground is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about 50, 60 feet. Cool. <laughs> the spell Gust of Wind. Would you allow me to cast that um, and uh, use the wind to gently lower me to the ground? Okay, right. Uh, <laughs> remind me the wording of Gust of Wind. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, a line of strong wind, 60 feet long and 10 feet wide, blasts from you in a direction you choose for the spell's duration. Each creature that starts its turn in the line must succeed on a strength saving throw be pushed 15 feet away from you in a direction following the line. Any creature in the line must spend two feet of movement for every one foot it moves when moving closer to you. The gust disperses gas or vapour and extinguishes candles, torches and similar unprotected flames in an area. It causes protected flames such as those of lanterns to dance wildly and has a 50% chance to extinguish them. As a bonus action on each of your turns before the spell ends, you can change the direction in which the line blasts from you. Last for one minute uh, concentration. Okay. And it's what level spell? Uh, second. Second level spell. Because I haven't got any third level spells yet. I think that's I think that's fourth level. I get third level spells. No. Can I also fifth. ask how wide is the platform? How wide is the platform? Sorry, um, are we, so the actual we're all doing like superhero moves to get off the platform. We're all going to land <laughs> in the superhero <laughs> landing that Deadpool hates so much. Together, we're going to do. I mean, so we're going to yeah. say what? Rana's going to turn into a spider and he's going <laughs> to abseil down from his bum <laughs> silk, and he's going to land behind. Zippy's going to float down on a cushion of air. Um, Siliquee's going to slide down. Slide down um, the, uh, Rana's bum silk like and in then, a cool and, kind of holding one hand actually stairs. she's going to do it like just walks down in the background <laughs> smoking a cigar with an inexplicable glass of brandy yeah. and says right team you know like yeah, which, is, which is just suddenly appeared <laughs> in his hand yeah. you know, it's a ring, ring of brandy provision <laughs> like like the dude from the League uh, of Extraordinary Gentlemen is, is this Still what we're going to do yeah, yeah. Uh, Siliquee's going to do you know like the aerial acrobatics with um, silks she'll do that with, with the uh, silk that's come, come from his bum and just like some really cool kind of moves Okay, so it's about it's about sixty feet down. Um, yeah, gust of wind is blowing you fifteen feet in the opposite direction if you fail the saving throw. Because you'd be jumping in the air, I'd say you'd automatically fail the saving throw. However, the fact that there's only a chance that the gust of wind can blow out a candle, I'm not going to say that it's blowing particularly strong. <laughs> So I think it's a case of you'd still plummet down and you would still land rather hard, taking full damage. However, if you're using Gust of Wind, I will reduce that somewhat well, because it's you, 60... You said, you said that... Uh, uh, you say it's not blowing particularly strong, but if they fail a, if they fail a strength saving throw, they get pushed 15 feet away from you. So that's blowing quite hard. Yeah, that's what's kind of confusing me about the whole kind of like, yeah, it's pushing them 15 feet if they fail. Mm. And yet if the... Because I can only they, assume... But even if they succeed, it's the equivalent of being difficult terrain. They use two feet for every one foot they travel. They only get basically 50% but less, isn't it? it? It's blowing people in a direction, yes, but it's not necessarily used for getting people airborne. <laughs> um, that's where I'm drawing the line here, Zibby. Um, so what I'm going to say... You're not the lightest of people either. <laughs> yeah, you're not exactly. They're like, no offence. Um, so, yeah. It's basically, you, you know you get them indoor... Um, free fally kind of things yeah, that you can kind of, of those. 
test. It, it's a bit like wind underneath yeah. that, isn't it? Where you're still kind of you're just it's about. Gonna be a, it's going to be a Marilyn Monroe moment, isn't it? He's going <laughs> to jump over. His robes are going to billow. He's going to preen his beard slightly, and it's going to be a pause. And like Wiley Coyote, his, his neck's going to stretch out as he drops down at terminal velocity. <laughs> And then compresses like an accordion. And his kilt yeah, goes no. over the head. Yep. It was worth it. It was worth asking. While he's trying to hold his I kilt would say, head. okay, so, <laughs> guys, okay, so what I'm going to do here, I think, what I'm going to do, because it's reducing, because it's supposedly reducing 15 feet of movement, um, full damage from that would be 6d6 of damage, essentially, to Zibi if he was jumping without aid. So. What I will do is I will take off one of the D6s, and because there's a extra five, what I would have you do is make a dexterity check to see if you stick the landing. And if you stick the landing, then I take off the second D6, and it would just be four D6 instead of six. Wow, um, that could kill you. I mean... I think I might take the stairs, because four uh, D6 can still... That can still be 24. I, 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 have, 20, I have 24 hit points. Yeah. Um, Alternatively... You could actually use uh, Rana's silk as well. I mean, but, also, but also, you have to remember that I, I, don't, I don't have any wild shapes left. Oh, yeah. Because I've used <laughs> them all up. So, this yeah. is true. I mean, I, I mean I the stairs know. are right there. You see Zippy uh, sort of standing at the edge looking down, then you see him look up and go, What do you mean, no? <laughs> oh. You're no fun sometimes. I'm not gonna um, lie. I love the mental image, and yes, yes, yes. If you want to do it, by all means. But yes, but I feel like I feel like saying that it just won't deal you any damage is that's asking a bit much. <laughs> well, it was it was <laughs> worth a try. I was hoping that Zibby would hold his hammer above his head, step off, and float down like Mary Poppins. Well, no, <laughs> Mary Poppins, no. y'all. Oh, oh, I thought he was gonna get him to spin it. In that case, I'm just waiting for Thunderstep uh, because that's yes. up to 60 feet and I can Thunderstep to the ground. It'd be fine. Yeah, that'd uh, be which fine. Would be, which, would be far, which would be far more, uh, far more impressive as well because it, uh, mm, it well, actually I might break some of their tiles, unfortunately. But uh, yeah. just out of interest, um, <laughs> I'm just going to roll four D6s to see how much yeah, sure. damage I might have taken. Bearing in mind, I am taking the stairs. I am not doing what I suggested. <laughs> so, this is all, uh, alternative reality Zibby. Yeah. Six... Six, yeah. four, three. So six, twelve, sixteen, nineteen points of damage. Um, that would have so you'd be five. Hard. You'd have five hit points left after mm. that, but it would look yes. cool. So yeah, yes, definitely <laughs> not going to do that. And bear in mind again. So you could potentially have had five if you'd failed the dexterity saving throw. So what, it would. Uh, so with the extra, so that was uh, five. Uh, that was only a two, so that was uh, what nineteen twenty-one. <laughs> and only had uh, three left, with yeah. the uh, <laughs> with the extra dice, just in case uh, Greg was feeling vindictive, uh, <laughs> that was another five. So that would have put me on minus two. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, there's a zippy shaped dent in the <laughs> floor. Well, yeah, zippy, zippy, <laughs> uh, zippy stepping off, you know, just for a second, looking really cool with the, you know, with the hair and the beard float, uh, floating around, and then sort of like it's just this massive crash. And a small whimpering noise. And then the Zibby, the cracked floor with his yeah, thumb just, out. It, just his hand comes out, his broken thumb. He's put up the hammer and in crayon that's just on it, just like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly pure loony jeans. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, 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 that's got to be a percentage of the show is just loony tunes. And then you hear the thunder that sounds a little yeah. bit like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I assume you take the stairs. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, I shall, I shall check the stairs until I get Thunderstep. And then I, sh- then I shall do it repeatedly. So after we got... Oh, so you're just going like, to be like the Weasley twins when they learn how to operate. You're just like, do you have to Thunderstep oh, yeah. everywhere? Yes. Yes. Because I can. Yes. Okay. It's mine now. Okay. Right. Um, so I think we were just looking for somewhere to have a, a quiet drink. A quiet drink, splattered yes. on the floor. Yeah. And also go past the infirmary oh, yeah. too. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you make your way down. Um, you know the Temple of Severas fairly well by now. You retrace your steps basically to get you down to the main the hall. Public, the public areas anyway. Yeah, the public areas. And you make your way to the infirmary. You find the acolyte that had indeed sort of like motion to you guys to pinch your nose. Um, his name mm-hmm. is Steve. Oh yeah. Steve, yep. yep. And uh, Steve is able to tell you. Steve is able to tell you. Um, he's he says, you know, Grandfather Stembe is is resting at the moment. We think, and he sort of looks towards you, Zibi. We think your help has meant he's he's a lot more stable than perhaps he could have been if you weren't there. So, uh, thank you, thank you for thank you for that. We're not sure. Again, I, it's isn't something that's ever happened before when we're communing with the guides. I. Uh, at a guess, I would say maybe maybe something interfered with the communion, but I've never heard of somebody interfering with a scrying ritual before. At least not something without, frankly, rather terrifyingly powerful magic behind it. Can I can I ask you, with, um, with the scrying, I'm assuming you saw the images that we saw as well. Indeed. The tea and the incense help us all to bind our minds together as part of the ritual helps to strengthen the piercing of the veil and allows us yes to see exactly what we all see so um some of the things we saw like um the the gray humanoids and things like did that did you see a gray humanoid um, i mean I've... yeah uh, no you did no, um... i saw the gray humanoid that's why i wanted to go to the pub no, 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 there was two. He saw the one that was backwards, but then there was the one with the obelisk and stuff going forward. He said that um, there's a group of humanoids. Oh, I horns. see what you mean. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, I was I was confused because I thought you meant the grey humanoid that Rana saw when he looked back at the jungle. Um, yes, yeah, so that group of humanoids, uh, yes, they saw that as well. The only moment, if you guys are comparing notes, I assume you are? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will, um, yeah. So, yeah, as, as you guys compare notes, you do find that, yes, you guys did see all the same things except for that moment above the waterfall where you each like focused on different areas because it was a pause where you actually were able to look around whereas everything else it felt like you were passenger not the rider basically not the rider not the driver even so we're i'm assuming when when we go and sit down in a in a minute or whatever we'll talk about those bits but um in regards to uh in which case yes yeah he responds and says that yes you would all have seen the same image the same vision so um have you seen humanoids like that before? Or have you seen that area before? Or that thing with the red eyes, the evil thing? That's, uh, have you seen anything like that? Well, I certainly can't speak for the humanoid that flew at us with the red eyes. There are many strange and dangerous creatures out there, but it looked humanoid with wings. But beyond that, I couldn't see more details. I could, as a guess, there are a few creatures in Cholt that, that might fit. There are the terror folk from the west side of, of Cholt. There are the Aracocra, but they certainly don't have glowing red eyes. And for that matter, neither do the Terrafolk, from all I've heard. Uh, then there are just 
any number of creatures that could potentially have maybe been summoned or have appeared in the jungles. It seemed incredibly evil. It seemed odd. Evil is is a strong word. We don't know exactly what the intentions of that thing was. It it may have been purely purely defensive for one reason or another, but it's its ability to to detect us divining that that worries me. Whatever its intentions. Yes, I mean with the area and everything that we travel through, have you seen that particular area before? Is there anything that was familiar to you? Not even slightly, I'm afraid. Certainly didn't appear to be a populated city, but then the land of Cholt, the entire peninsula, is literally littered with ruins of old cities. The only old city I know of that's recently been discovered is is Mesro. Um, But I don't think... That's by the sea, and we couldn't see the sea anywhere. So I don't think it can be there. But... Beyond that, I'm I'm sorry. If you talk to any storyteller, they might be able to tell you, you know, tales of the different ruins, because some some folklore has survived, but of our actual history that we know of these ruins, I, I'm afraid I can't help pinpoint which it might be at this point. You've been incredibly kind to us, Steve. I, I hope with all my might that Grandfather Zetembe is okay. Can I ask as well, um... Is it possible, if his condition changes at all, is it possible that you could send word to us? We're staying at the Giggling Squid at the moment. Of course, yeah, we would be more than happy to let you know. I imagine, though obviously I can't speak for him right now, although I suppose technically somebody here has to start speaking. Anyway, uh, we... I can, I can, yes, I can I can have somebody send a, a message to you. Where, where are you staying? Uh, we're, we're at the Giggling Squid at the moment. Ah, the Giggling Squid. Of course, of course. We can certainly have word sent to you when, uh, when Zetembe wakes again. Thank you. Um, and uh, if you talk to any of the other accolades, or, um, you know, like, I imagine you'll all talk and things, if anybody says anything, if there's anything that anybody recognises, please can you just let us know as well. Any of it might help us with finding this death curse. Of course. We will endeavour to do just that. Um... Oh, one more thing, he says, sort of turning turning back. You mentioned the group of humanoids mm-hmm. that, that were looking at the obelisk? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I can, I think, help in that regard, as I think we do know them. Yeah. They were a group known as, I think, well, judging by the banner they were holding, they were the Order of the Yellow Banner. Yeah. I, th- I believe you've asked once, there was a group that came and asked us for information about the Soul Marker. Mm-hmm. And they just, they never came back to find the answers from us. And we've we've not heard anything from them since. By the looks of things, if I'm correct in my assumption, they've made it to this city, wherever it is. Do you know what they were looking for the Solomonga for? Were they, um, were they also trying to stop the death curse? Or were they, do you not know what they were after? Well, at the time, they just asked about information about the source of the death curse. They wanted to know what we could find about it, believing that we'd be able to penetrate the veil, and to our surprise, we weren't able to in this instance, but they never came back even for that paltry amount of information. They just went off. So that was Team A. Team... Team A? I'm sorry, you've... You've lost me somewhat. Is, it happens a lot with personal. Is this a competition? <laughs> <laughs> it is now. 
Is this a game to you? Always. <laughs> Percival means well, but his tact isn't always there. Um, just just ignore him. He's um. Very well. He's just talking about the first people who look for the soulmonger to try and help the death girl. I see. Well, that's as I say. If I indeed was correct, I mean, it was hard to tell. The banner was facing the other way, so I can't be entirely certain. But it was it yellow, though. Looks to have been that. It was yellow. That that yes. is. I admit that is that is the tangible. It will be a bit confusing if there's another group or another um, order, mm. and they also have a yellow banner, but it's a different yellow and banner. You wouldn't call yeah. it. The, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't call it the order of the pink banner. Well, the order would you? of the of the you have a yellow, yellow banner. banner. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, maybe it's the order of the banana-coloured banner. <laughs> Okra. The acolyte is now just looking a bit awkward, just kind of like, what, what, where, where has this conversation gone? <laughs> Sorry, um, did you say okra-coloured banner or okra-coloured? <laughs> <laughs> the it's order green. of the okra banner. <laughs> just ochre. Oh, they are it? feared throughout the land. <laughs> For their tasty addition to curried, curried food recipes. Uh, Ladies' fingers. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> any, anywho. <laughs> Anywho, uh, but yeah, but thank you very much, Steve. <laughs> You've been a, a great help. You're most welcome. And as I say, I will I will have word of uh, Zemtembe's and he sort of like touches a little bit of wood recovery to you as soon as we have it. Thank you very much, Steve. I uh, I do appreciate it. And um, and if he wakes up, send him my love and well wishes. Give him a hug from us. A gentle hug. With eight legs, rather than others. <laughs> Oh, uh, there is one one last thing, Steve. Um, Still looks a bit could confused. You point us, could you point <laughs> us in the direction to the closest watering hole? Uh, yes, there is actually uh, uh, down down near the harbour side. There is a uh, a watering hole that uh, might do. Now we are talking about a uh, tavern, aren't? We? Oh yes, good, yes. Right? I, I understand not, the uh, not just a hole under, with water. Yes. <laughs> understand the, I understand the common speech of D. That's all right then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, you will be looking for. Pub name generator. Go. <laughs> that is, yeah. Oh, I should have prepared for this. Why did I just assumed you'd go back to the giggling squid? Um, uh, to be uh, honest, the nine-legged horse. No, because this one's going to be a bit more uh, the the burly T-Rex. The hot and pickle. <laughs> the painted rose. There we go. The painted the rose. Painted rose. Okay. There Sounds we go. Perfect. It's perhaps a bit more. Uh, should we say? High highbrow than the than the giggling squids uh, clientele. To be honest, it sounds a bit more like a knocking shop. <laughs> I don't know what a knocking shop is. Do I want to know? <laughs> is it basically uh, a whole house? Um, it's a yeah. brothel. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> it's a brothel. Oh, my innocent ears. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I should really have. I mean, that was in the back of my mind. It's just kind of like that's kind of what it sounds like. But yeah, all right, never mind. <laughs> We're going with the painted rose. <laughs> yeah, it could be a knocky um, shop still, but they might be expensive. <laughs> yes, they're companions, not whores. Yeah. Um, so on the map, that is one of these buildings around here. So if you want to go Ooh. there, you can okay. do. Yes. That's certainly the closer the uh, the two taverns you know of in the city. Okay. Unless yeah, I pres- unless I you know randomly create another one. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, just refresh my memory. Who is this chap down that's here? That's the Dragonborn. Yeah, that's um, that is the Dragonborn Harbour Master. Zindar. He wanted help finding the pirates. Yeah, and talking to the uh, dragon turtle. Hmm. Well, if we go to the pub that's on the seafront, we might hear or find out some information about the pirates. Yeah. 
because we'll be able to see. Frank. We can do some. So, uh, we well, you know, we could do some. Rec- you know, some chatting. Also, it might be worth at some point uh, doing lit- literal fly on wall or similar with Rana to find out information that we might need. Small mm-hmm. spider on the wall. But just not today, because yeah. I don't have Once any more. Once he's had a sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, once I've had yeah. a nap, I can do all manner of ridiculous shenanigans. Um, uh, but not yeah. now. So, data. He's tired. So we should go yeah, to the pub. Let's go to the pub. You head on down the hill and make your way round to the building that was indicated for you. And as I say, even just sort of, you know, from the outside, you do get the sense that this is slightly more upmarket. You are closer to the sort of merchant's wards because that's where the merchant princes live and their noble acquaintances and visitors to the city seem to live. It's a bit Primrose um, Hilly. Uh, the streets. In that sense. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's slightly cleaner, yeah. um, like the streets. And, you know, the buildings are slightly more well done up. You don't see as many people just in general and the people you do see are fairly well dressed and the painted rose itself is yes it's a much more demure kind of do i mean demure i'm not sure i do i kind of said it because it sounded good um <laughs> hipster maybe uh, or just more kind of yeah it's yeah it's more sub, it's oh, more subdued sh- than the giggling squid where the giggling squid is kind of like your your stereotypical raucous medieval tavern kind of thing mm. The Painted Rose is far more sedate. It seems much more like a restaurant almost than an actual pub. But it has got some booths if you want to uh, have a seat and have a drink and discuss amongst yourselves. Sounds yeah, good. it'd be nice yeah. to get some food as well because um, we haven't eaten as well. So We, we find ourselves a seat um, and when uh, some member of waiting staff um, comes over, uh, Rana says rum and then pauses, thinks for about a second and then says squid um, and then <laughs> not really paying much attention to what he's doing just flicks a, a gold coin uh, at the waiting staff and then pivots round and stares at the bar waiting for his drink uh, to come. I will deduct a gold coin mm-hmm. from my... Yep. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah within that regard so again uh, this still sort of comes under essentially your daily expenses so if you spend the amount that you usually would be spending because you are now at the end of a day um, yep. so well, yeah if you if you deduct from your money the amount yep. that you would be spending for a day we will just yeah we'll hand wave the rest of what you're spending unless you oh. want like a ridiculous amount of food and uh, ridiculous amount of squid yeah yeah if you want <laughs> if you want several platters of squid then we'll have to start talking numbers but um bring, yeah. bring me a squid yeah. I'll have a, a kraken a kraken <laughs> arm kraken uh, <laughs> stuffed with a squid stuffed with an octopus so like stuffed a three bird roast but I don't like open my mouth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yes Rana, Rana, Rana orders his drink and some squid um, and as soon as it arrives um, he begins alternating sort of grog and squid in whatever combination he sees best mm-hmm. um, uh, and then he'll just wait for the conversation to occur uh, whilst, but he's focused on his food and his drink because that's all he really cares about gotcha uh, Nick, what are you what are you wanting to do with the your evening at the painted rose? Um Zibi's gonna wait wave one of the staff over um a bottle of whiskey or uh no he's, uh, he's gonna ask for a whiskey um and uh, maybe some chicken drumsticks or something. Oh excellent, sir. They bring out some uh, some good dwarven whiskey, um high alcohol content for you. Uh, but not too sharp. Oh that's excellent. That'll that'll burn it all off. Mm-hmm. Jolly good. Thank you, Doki. Siliqui? Um, she will have some kind of, I don't know, salad um, or something. Um, 
salad and the fruit juice. And for the lady, perhaps a salad? Uh, um. yeah. <laughs> and do you have um, tea? Oh, we could certainly rustle something up for you. Any particular uh, preferences in your herbs? Um, probably something calming. Um, so maybe chamomile mm. or similar. I was literally thinking chamomile. Yeah. You and have very good tastes, my lady. Thank you. And a whiskey chaser. And a, a, a that 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 draws a beat. Just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> And a, and a uh, salad uh, uh, with that. Hearing this, Percival raises his eyebrow. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> I, I didn't think that you swung that way at the moment. <laughs> I'm not getting sexual with a bottle of whiskey. What do you want about Percival? <laughs> no, but, but you said that you, you're not really I, drinking very much. I, I, I'm trying my best not to, but... Um, needs must and... Yeah, I know, after, after a couple of weeks with Percival, yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just his just his quiet little Yes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh Percival, what are you what are you doing? What um, are you having? My good maiden, I will have um your largest salad, please. And uh could I have a, a very rare steak with that? Um and hold the salad. Thank you. Quite good, sir. Quite good. It's a very, uh, very deep-voiced maiden that you were speaking to. There. <laughs> very good, <laughs> very Lovely. good, <laughs> lovely choice, darling. The steak, the barmaid, and orc. Steak's yeah. very good. Yes, <laughs> yes. Pat, Pat Butcher in it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cigarette hanging out of her mouth. Goodness, yep. she has, she has very comely hips for <laughs> for a lady. <laughs> I just gotta, I just gotta leave that be. Um, <laughs> right, you've got your food. Um, what do you guys want to discuss or do while you're while you're here? So I think there's a very, very important thing that we need to discuss. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we're all thinking it currently. The name of the team should be Percival's Boys. Um, no, Percival, firstly. <laughs> Have I misread the room? I'm sorry. <laughs> Percival, that's one thing you always do. <laughs> Rather chokes on a piece of squid slightly that he's attempting to wrestle into his mouth. Still and when alive. he sort of eventually eventually sort of he sort of he sort of coughs it back up to the plate and just sort of raises an eyebrow um at Percy and then just shakes his head uh, silently and then carries on eating. Percival. Okay, Percival. just let that okay. one percolate. See, look at my um, face. No, no, no. no. <laughs> now look. Look at me. Look yes. at my face. I am looking. Try and read the rule. I'm using my face. What, what is my face and I'm my body language? I'm looking at your language? face. It's very what difficult to, to read right the room. Now? Do I look pleased with you calling us Percival's boys? Do I look happy about it? Well, I, I can... I, I'm open to suggestions. I'm not unreasonable. So you can read my face then? Well, o- over the the magic of the internet. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know what the internet. Well, what you're talking about now, Percival? Don't worry. <laughs> um, in in another existence, everybody is loving this shit. I, I think. Right. Um, um, I think we need to uh, work on work on a um, a group name. Um, but that's not the most imp- important pressing thing at the moment. I think. Um, Okay then. Okay, number two on the docket mm-hmm. then. What are we gonna do with this mayonnaise business? <laughs> Again, 
That is something we should talk about, but I don't think it's in the high end of priorities right now. Um, I mean, we did just see a very old man almost die because of, he was searching for something we asked him to look for. That That's quite important. I see. Yes. Okay, no, I appreciate that. No, that's fine. Sorry, yes. carry on. I'll be back in 30 seconds. Okay. So, um, <laughs> All right, R- Rana's just had to go to the toilet. It's okay. okay, so when Rana comes back, I think we should all talk about what we saw in that, that vision and the, uh, the weird trippiness of it all and compare notes. That seems fair. Do you want to role-play talking about that or do you want to open it up to the fact that you guys do now know what the differences were? What, what, what are you guys thinking? Well, we do yeah, know. It, yeah, we do. We, exactly. We, because, yeah, do. Like, you know, we've we gone through that. You know, you, you describe it to us anyway. Also, um, Mr DM, as Zibby's got a book on Cholt's language, does that mean Zibby was able to understand mm. it's really here, here beneath as well? It's... Not that. Wait, hang on. Uh, did Zibby have a book on Cholt language? I thought he had a book on um, on legends. Oh. I didn't think it was on languages. Thought, uh, yeah, no, no, no. It's on the. Legends, oh, okay. Yeah. Cholt and legends. All right. I thought he had a, yeah. a learning Cholt book. I was yeah. I was about to say. Even if he does, he's had it for what a couple of days. It's not exactly like you he's don't suddenly understanding Cholt. He might be Cholt, really good. Like pick things up really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, the the newest edition of, of the Cholton Dictionary and on the front of it it's got something about it's really here here yeah. underneath <laughs> yeah. and it's been like you know like the Welsh sign languages where they, you know like, um, signposts where they've got it in English and then Welsh underneath it so you, you instantly yes. know what that means <laughs> Le- legally they have to be bilingual yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm back hello <laughs> hello what's this about what, what's this about steel beards Steel uh, no, that's um, that's the whiskey I'm drinking. Oh. Steel oh, that's, that's beard, blue uh, label, single malt. That's, a, that's as good a name as any to me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Steel beard is a very, very, uh, it's a very common dwarven name. Mm, yeah, it does sound very dwarven. I'm very much approving of that dwarf name there. <laughs> Some single malt. I think Percival will be partaking. Of I that. have a whole list of dwarf names. Mm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Don't ask why. There's not enough dwarves in this campaign. Well, no, there's there's not. Uh, perhaps I should add one. <laughs> add 15. Mm. <laughs> so we've decided that you guys are basically going to share the differences and similarities between your visions mm. that you had in the Temple of Severus. So you can now accept that all of you do know about the different things that yeah. you saw um, and discuss that as you like. Okay. Uh, so Zibi, you've, you've got this uh, Legends of Chult thing, this book... Uh, do you have it on you? I um, I've got it. Uh, one of these bags here somewhere. Um, yeah, <laughs> reaches into the uh, into his book bag and uh, hikes the book out. It's not. It's not like dislodging a whole bunch of strange items while he's trying to find it or anything like that. Just <laughs> uh, may, maybe you know, sort of. Uh, I'm just trying to think what sort of weird objects he might have in his. Uh, oh, in your book bag, bag, won't it? Well, yeah, it's in the book bag, so not so many, not so many weird yeah. items in there. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Pull, pull, Depends pulls how you out, feel about personal stuff. Pulls out a couple of a <laughs> uh, couple of uh, Percy's books and says, "Hey, not that one, not that one." Uh, so, hey, that one, and hands it over to Percy. Mm-hmm. You know, I can sign those for you. Thank you. Um, right. Uh, but why would I want the place to go down? Oh, touche, <laughs> touche. <laughs> and then people would know that I know you. No, trust me, they would go up quite significantly. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that Gulliman idiot. 
<laughs> oh, well, this one. What's your problem with uh, that gullyman? You can chuck that on the bin. <laughs> what's your problem with this gullyman? What did they? Did you have an argument with him? What? What's your? What's your beef? Uh, Gullyman's a shyster. Why is he a shyster? What's the difference between them and you? Why is he a shyster? He makes up loads of stuff that never actually happened. <laughs> He's a big old liar. Do you ever do that, Percival? I would never do that. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I was a bit um, unsure about the story that uh, when he had dinner with Morden Kane and Elminster and Fistandantilus at the same time. I told you, that was me. I'm not sure, uh, because I know for a fact that Mordenkainen and Elminster, um, they don't like Fistandantilus. Exactly. I was there trying to broker a deal between the three of them just to make sure that they could get along over Christmas. I mean, <laughs> they sit there and they call him Mr. Fisty. I'm not <laughs> sure why. Of course, it's not called Christmas because we're in Faerun and that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> what, Thorsmus? Thorsmus. <laughs> Fistmus. Fistmas. No, no, never that. (laughs) That's a different celebration entirely. General yearly celebration day. At midwinter solstice. That's Uh the one. I always forget what it's called. That's because they hold it in June. Doesn't make any sense, does it? No, I never understood it myself. No. (laughs) Made up by a bunch of idiots, if you ask me. Anyway, so this, this book, if we start having a look through it, is there any mention at all of... Perhaps a uh, a temple with snakes, or a, like an amphitheater, like an old. I was city I was wondering if Percy would get um, advantage for looking for that sort of thing because he's a writer. He's good at speed reading, oh, so like, you know, skimming. It's, it's true, I can read. <laughs> so and, and what he I'd... can apparently read. He can't. He, he can't read, but he can write. <laughs> so what I would yes. like then, I would like you to roll me an investigation with advantage because essentially what you're doing you're, as I say you're looking through for any like mention that might be a parallel to what you're looking for okay mm-hmm. right so I'm going to roll uh, 2d20s mm-hmm. um, so that's a 17 for the first uh, 17 18 on second uh, so that's a dirty 20 dirty 20 okay you know I've managed to find something because I've used this magical thing in books called the index <laughs> looks for so what exactly were you looking for again you were just looking for was, any tale that I was might looking be for lost cities kind of, of salt. yeah so the, the, there would be uh, any, anything about a, a city in a crater I think it was um, uh, like a, a, a temple that I think it was half submerged wasn't it the temple um, there's, there's snakes in it um, or a snake like movement or something like that. something to do with snakes or, or snake people or anything right. like that okay um, just basically any of the things that we've discussed so you know perhaps near a volcano or near a large waterfall or anything along those lines that's related to you know the vision essentially Mm-hmm. So it's tricky because I've I've used for this for this particular book I've basically taken the gathering information table, which is for finding rumors from people in the crowds, and I'm basically oh, wow. creating stories based around them. So yeah, bear yeah. with me while I panic make a, uh, a fairy tale. Um, no, that is fine. Yep, I think based on what you're asking about and what you're looking for, there are a couple of things that would catch your eye. 
The first thing is that uh, there is a story about a city that lies in the heart of the jungle that was supposedly built by minotaurs. Um, and the part that sort of catches your interest about that is that while this city is now lying in ruins, apparently it is overrun with snake people, hence why it is a dangerous place to go to. They've essentially inherited it once the, it was abandoned by the Cholton Empire from before. There is tale of the old capital of Cholt, a city that was called Omu, which was apparently not far away from a volcano, and as a result had sort of rich, fertile lands around it, so you sort of think, maybe there's a connection there. And there is a tale of a ruined city, which is supposedly guarded by a naga. Apologies that they're not fully fleshed out, but these are sort of three tales that catch your eye. And skim reading it, you get the sort of general gist of what each of these tales are saying. So there is a city that was built by Minotaurs and is apparently now overrun with snake people. There is a tale of the fall of Umu, which was the ancient capital of Cholt. Um, and that was apparently near a volcano. And then there was a ruined city uh, that apparently lies up the river Tath that is supposedly the home of a wise Naga, according to the tale. What is a wise Naga? Do I know what that is? So I think that would catch your eye because you know that Naga is essentially a very large but very intelligent snake. Sometimes benevolent, sometimes not so much. Um, But it is definitely a sort of like sentient, wise, almost celestial but not quite kind of creature. So with that investigation, those three are the ones that you turn up where you think, oh, these have got elements that might be relevant, but you need to sort of read them in a bit more detail to uh, to maybe make a... reference with mm. people. Yeah, like essentially. Yeah. So they might be good starting points. It might be worth um, um, yeah. speaking to someone like um, Wakanga to use his library or something as well and having a look to compare these to... Um... Oh, the other thing you notice, sorry, Percival, while you're, while you're reading through yes. this, um, you notice... Is it signed by Gulliman? No, no, it's not signed by it's not signed by Gulliman. But you do see that Rana seems to be sort of staring off into space, and he's making a sort of circle movement with his finger whilst humming under his breath. The other two, Siliqui and Zibby, when you when you realise Percival's looking up at what Rana's doing, you might sort of uh, notice as well as you sort of realise. Wait, what are you looking at? Wait, Rana, what are you doing? You're right there, Rana. Rana starts something, uh, and he sort of he looks up, and just for just a moment, there's a flash of of genuine, not distress but sadness in his eyes, as though you know he was hoping for something that wasn't there, and he just shakes his head and he and he says, mm, it's, it's, "It's fine, it's no matter, no matter." Aww. We're all friends here, Rana. It's okay. We won't judge you if you've gone insane. Rana sort of snorts and says, oh, searching for something. In your mind palace? <laughs> he says, uh, no, and he sort of gestures at the, his hand. And he says, uh, druid magic to find things that are nearby. Interesting. And you, I'm guessing you didn't find it. What was it you were looking for specifically? Rana shakes his head and he says, this 
establishment, it does not sell sandwiches. Rana, Rana. He whispered me and told me he started casting the ritual. (laughs) Rana. Yes. Don't. If you'll be quiet, I still have sandwiches in my bag from earlier. Um. No, you don't. That's the thing. Because if you had, <laughs> I would have found them ah. with the rituals. There's no sandwiches left. The, the whole. It's. It's. I've just. I've just got to say. It's one of those things where, I think, like a lot of the ritual spells. I mean, from looking at D and D games when I read about people playing them, I think a lot of them are basically ignored for all the combat stuff. But some yeah. of them Brilliant. are absolutely hilarious because so locate object. It just says if you describe an object or name or name an object that's familiar to you. Um, if it's within a thousand feet, you know unwaveringly what direction it is, and then when you get within thirty feet of it, you know exactly where it is, unless it unless it's hidden behind a sheet of lead, specifically mm. lead. But it, it also says that you can name something that you you don't know, but like an object, you can find the nearest X Y Z. It only works within thirty feet. So I just thought that Rana, having finished his squid, would probably designate sandwich. And it came back that there wasn't, <laughs> there were no sandwiches within thirty feet, and this is a source of great sadness for Rana because he likes sandwiches. Um, well, um, I thought yeah. we had some left. I'm assuming you've been eating them all, all evening. <laughs> I, yeah, Rana, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. When he asked me about, when he asked me about sandwiches, I completely forgot about your sandwich bag. So I, I just, yeah, it's empty now. Sorry. Sorry. This, this, this just proves that there are no sandwiches left in the bag, and we've just been eating them. I mean. To be fair, I mean, the number of sandwiches that Silicon handed yeah, out. Yeah, she would have must, got slightly like, I don't have, yeah. remember anymore. And also, yeah. I, I... Like an eight kilo bag of sandwiches. I also uh, highly yeah. expect every time she put her hand in a bag to get sandwiches for someone else, Rana would be like, the equivalent of my dog, basically <laughs> next to me, looking yeah. at me like, can I have another one? You know, so he gets one another one. Yeah. One for me. One for you. One for me. <laughs> um, one for you. Two for me. Three so, for you. Five for me. Rana, um... Uh, Rana shakes himself slightly uh, out of this, and um, does does Rana, with his local knowledge, does Rana have any? Uh, is there any knowledge or any understanding of any of the things mentioned in the book uh, that Rana would, Rana would know of, or he would have uh, any understanding of? Uh, right, so local knowledge. Okay, so you're. I know it's a good role for you, but roll me a history check. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Is it a good role? Is it? Uh, I think that's the point. Yeah, that's the uh, point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, ten. Yeah. Oh, it's a uh, minus one for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's God. a minus one for him. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a, it's an amazing role for him. Anyway, uh, yeah. Hmm. So what I will give you um, is that the uh, the tale about the ancient city of Amu, the old capital, that has been passed down. So you do know about that story, but again, it's like you remember it because somebody's just said it, not because you actually can retain the memories you're just kind of like oh yeah i remember hearing about that story it was yeah there was there was something to do with something to do with the abandonment of a town and the 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 lack of lack of resources and you've got a feeling there was something to do with like an invasion of some kind but you're not sure of the details exactly ah but if i remember that it has some link to Uptau, then rana will say um he'll say city of a moon he says um I cannot recall. I was young when the elders would speak of it. 
was abandoned long ago when I cannot recall something to do with Ubtau an invasion of some sort he left the people abandoned them moved elsewhere and the city fell into ruin did he uh, did he turn them into rabbits or something Rana frowns I do not know this the like, seems apparently Ubtau uh, likes turning everything into something else Rana nods and says it is known that Ubtau does this but I do not know if Ubtau would know what this rabbit is he looks confused and then he says uh, <laughs> what, what is a, a rabbit <laughs> I, I'm feeling a distinct uh, deja vu here <laughs> Rana nods like he understands and then looks to um, looks to Zippy and says Zippy what is deja vu Siliqui <laughs> <laughs> uh, overhears and sticks I think that might be one of the whores that he's been with <laughs> Rana like winks at Siliqui and then leans back and just mutters something in Charlton under his breath but then doesn't say anymore <laughs> Lady Deja Vu. <laughs> what am I facilitating here? Okay. Uh, who knows? Who knows? The wise oh, nugget, I, I'm not entirely sure, obviously, about snakes and what they are, but is it in any way related to like the great white worm that Siliqui knows very well? Or would it be in any way, would she know about it purely because of her life in that monastery that like, would she have um, also known about it because of that tool? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nagas are they're in the rank of like, you know, sphinxes in that they mm. are semi-divine sort of beings uh, or sometimes not quite so divine, the sort of the, you know, slightly more evil tint to them. They're essentially, they are like snake sphinxes almost. They're, the, they're known to possess, you know, beyond human intelligence to usually manifest as these just giant snakes they tend to be guardians of something they're often either protecting you know lost knowledge or some form of artifact or maybe a place of reverence or a holy site of some kind so not in any way related to like the, the remorezes yeah they're talked about in like sort of uh, mythology so it's again it's one of those things that you're not entirely sure if an anger really exists yeah. Okay. yeah it's like you know name dropping a chimera yeah. In that you sort of you yeah. know of a chimera, but it's not exactly like you know you walk around meeting a chimera every day. Or so um, like I'm that. assuming in that in that case, then Siliqui wouldn't know anything about any of that stuff. New, um, yeah, and it doesn't bear any relation to the white worms you're thinking yeah. of. In terms of either like you know morphology or even like tales being told about them, there's just yeah, there isn't a connection there from what you know anyway. Mm-hmm. So basically, Siliqui would be like Percival's talking random crap. I have no idea. Looking at the, I don't know. I don't know anything <laughs> from reading this. <laughs> do do any of us know where the river is? Because obviously oh, we've got the map, haven't uh, we? With, um, a bit. Oh, yeah, it just occurred to me the, the named river was mentioned. I don't. I don't know if perhaps does it appear on the on the, the basic maps that we. Hold on, I'm just double checking if it appears on your basic map. So I, I'm not entirely sure that I know any of these uh, these places or, or things. I mean, I've, I've heard of minotaurs, and I, I know that snake people exist in some way, but only in fevered dreams and 
terrible poetry. Unfortunately, I don't know any of this. I think we're going to have to go out and do some research. I have not heard of uh, clever snakes either. Here's the River Tath. Oh. Uh, ah, so the, the River Tath is over there. Okay, so... And you guys are up here. Yeah, and the furthest we've got is about here so far, isn't it? Yeah, so, so do we know what yeah. Atar's Kahukla is? Uh, no, it's not one that you've necessarily discussed before, as far as I know. But you know, it's a river. No. You know, you know, it's a river that that then feeds into uh, Jahaka Bay. We know a dragonborn that may well, you know, that it's actually familiar with the seas and different things like that. It might be worth speaking to him to see if he knows that particular area. Mm. So, if you're looking into the sort of the the River Tath, the Naga story. If you sort of have another glance at that, it it does sort of say that the ruin sort of lies beyond the Kahakla Gorge. Oh, so that's the Atar's Kahakla. Okay, it might well be that Atar's yeah. means gorge. If if we if we know where the River Tath is, then mm. it would seem the logical way to reach the River Tath would be to get a boat and to sail around the outside, Chalt and then land in the bay and then go up otherwise it's going to be a it will be a journey of like more than a month to get there through the jungle that will be an enormous expedition yeah. in terms of supplies I mean it's to go through the bay we have got to go past somewhere called Cobold Mountains which doesn't sound very friendly but <laughs> true but I mean if 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 we if we wanted to explore the river yeah. I mean it's sort of like it's like a two or three day trip up the I mean, river at least to get to where the story describes versus a month mm. or more travel down the Shosun Star through a large well, section where we don't know. We need to work out exactly where where the dragon turtle it's is. It's worth as well. noting as well, just because again you're sort of you're making these dots and you're looking at these maps. Um, it might not be the clearest, but these things here, they're volcanoes. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so you have got a number of them like actually marked on the map. Yeah. That, what about yeah. like, the Mistcliff Mountains? Don't seem to have any. Um, Volcano, so you could, even though there's volcanoes this side, Cobold, we could, I mean, could we not sort of come from this side and sort of go over there? So we, we at least then haven't got to be walking through well, unknown territory. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All of this requires a boat. <laughs> God damn it. And where are you it guys going to get a boat hold on. from? What was, what was the quest we had and the reward was a boat? That was the. Uh, we build a map. That was finding yeah, certain things map. on the map and then he would. Reward us with a boat. You needed to find Uralunga and Nangalore and give a map with accurate locations um, of these two ruins to the Lord's Alliance, to Leric Deshlind. Mm. The only other option is is we get captured by the pirates and then we kill them all and steal their ship. Well, I've I've still got uh, I've still got to go and ask somebody about the pirates, so uh, uh, perhaps we could do that in a bit. Or tomorrow because it's late. Unless you know anybody. Well, yeah. But nefarious people do Mm. nefarious things in the night. This is true. And, um... Surely surely that would be the obvious thing for them to do. This is true. Um, (laughs) It's easier for them to blend. I need to look suspicious in the darkness. Um, And Zinda, it might be worth speaking to him about boats as well. And, 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 um... And, 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 and. Yeah, Ekene is the merchant prince of boats the canoes canoes yep. canoes 
Canoes. Just to, just to, sorry, just to, just to slightly nip that in the bud. Yeah, no, it's canoes specifically, not like sailing. Well, trips. she might be able, to, yeah. might be able to get somebody to put many canoes together to become a boat. Yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah, going to try uh, and like uh, Hawaiian style make an outrigger, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair enough. See, Sibby's going to pretend to be Maui. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're welcome. I've got Polly already. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> That's true. You've Suddenly got Polly already. To Moana. Yeah. I've got my money on it being Rana. Yeah, Rana's been. Yeah, yeah Rana's <laughs> yes. doing the singing with his hair Ra- blowing Ra- everywhere. Rana, Rana Moana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moana. The sea calls me, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's normally at three o'clock in the morning, drunk, asking, <laughs> asking me to meet them on the beach. Um, it's, I'm fed up with it, to be honest with you. That's when the sea calls me, to be honest. I think I think I think it doesn't I think it doesn't think much of our relationship personally. Um. 